0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Dr. Funk podcast. Without love, you don't live. Thank you guys so much for listening to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify and everywhere else. Today, we are joined on this episode by the wonderful and talented Liv Warfield.
1: Uh, Thank you. (laughs) What
0: is going on, Liv?
1: Oh, nothing much. Trying to stay busy. And, and just in a good place.
0: That's awesome. We're going to be talking about your brand new single, Mantra, and mm-hmm. everything that means to you. That's debuting uh, you. on the 16th, correct, when this episode airs?
1: Yes, on the 16th, yep. Sure enough. Yep, now, yep,
0: yep. how did this song come to be for you?
1: Um, This song is literally like four years in the making. I started it four years ago um, and this was uh, was maybe about a year after The Unexpected was done and then I wanted to, you know, I was actually working on another project. It's kind of like a rock and soul project and I was writing some stuff and kind of at the time letting Prince listen to some of the things that I was writing but I think at the time he was doing the piano and mic tour and stuff and so anyway we performed the song for the first time at the iridium and it was it was weird because i was just i was in a really weird space like a a lot of things have been had been at that time they were okay but it was just i was still really trying to figure out what i was doing you know like did i really want to do like something like soul lifted again and i really didn't um so just my life was morphing and it was changing it's just a lot going on and then um So Ryan, Ryan Waters, it came up with this riff. He's like, sis, we gotta write something new. I was like, Yeah, I know we do. And I hate forcing the the writing process. Um, because if it doesn't feel if it doesn't feel real to me, I just, you know, I kinda tuck it away, you know. So we performed the song at the Iridium for the first time, and I just I felt I knew I had something. Um, just more so for the lyrical content and you know what i was going through at the time i just was really lost um st- you know trying to find my way really right. um and and so this song definitely was more like okay you might choose this path or you might choose this path in life but it's okay like right. you kind of keep have to you have to keep talking to yourself to kind of like not give up or you know there's opportunity it might come and it might not come it's kind of like the song kind of Feels like a roller coaster ride of emotions, right. basically. So, so yeah.
0: I mean, and people don't really understand that when it comes to creative people. Like, if you're not feeling something, but there's something that you want to get out and you don't know what direction it's going in, you can't force it. You have to let it go to you. That's why sometimes people get writer's block or other things that people think it's so easy on the outside looking in, but it's not. And there's a creative process to it. And you have to trust in that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I had to For me, I'm, I'm so My words are really personal And, you know, maybe a friend's experience Or stuff that's really truly Happened to me um, But I, I guess I had the Writer's block from my emotional Standpoint, like, do I really want to Like, talk about what I'm going Through, and In that way, I was like, okay, if you don't You won't be able to release right? You know, and literally for four years like we, we had been working on the song but we got past the guitar and bass piece of it um actually Marlon Patton which is one of Ryan's friends and uh Robbie Headley he plays bass and we went to Atlanta and we recorded it we asked his friends like what do you guys hear on it but we kind of had the feel and the vibe what we wanted for it to sound like we wanted it to sound big but we also wanted it to sound still have that soulful kind of r&b vibe to it but the drops of like rock and roll of like you know the hard guitar of kind of like the emotional roller coaster that i've been going through so right. it was just it, again it's like four years in the making like it, it just started to be this whole like we wanted to, to feel like have this like white stripes vibe and then i was like no but it needs to have this orchestra so i want strings <laughs> Right. So it just started to grow into this beautiful opus in this this um, it's just a beautiful story you know and and I know everybody will be able to relate to it I, right. I, I do
0: you gotta trust the process
1: you do <laughs> you really do
0: you know totally now say with mantra you look up the definition of mantra in Hinduism mm-hmm. and Buddhism it's a word of sound repeated to aid concentration and meditation. So it's mm-hmm. kind of cool that you came up with something like that with the environmental mantra that energy has for too long been too cheap. Or in this, in this case, taking four years to get through to the process. Now, mm-hmm. have you ever had stuff like this take this long before? Um, I know sometimes it comes easier, but I know as an artist, as someone who's creative, it sometimes takes longer than you want. It can be frustrating, but as we're saying, trust in the process. But has this happened to you before?
1: It has definitely like uh, to be honest with you, Soul Lifted. I had that song for maybe five years before I even finished it, and I'm okay with that. You know, some people are like, Man, Liv, when are you gonna finish writing this? And when you, I, you know, I want to get it done, trust me. (laughs) I want to be, I want it to be done by like the next week. But um, there's something so beautiful about taking my time with it um, and it coming out the way that I envisioned it in my mind and how I hear it in my heart. And so, um, yeah, it's it's that's actually really cool. It's what you said about mantras, kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, it's a repeated process. It's, it's also kind of like... Um, I'm envisioning it or, or meditating on it. You know, I probably had listened to Mantra for like, God, a hundred times before I even thought about even adding orchestra to it. Um, but there was something, it's just something to it. Um, it it really is. It it really is. See,
0: like for me, I don't do recording, but I do write my own songs. I've been writing a lot again lately. But in my head, yes. even though I don't create it, like I hear what I want it to sound like. Maybe I should mm-hmm. share some of my stuff with you and see what you can do with it. But we'll go, you know, we'll talk yes.
1: about Yes, please.
0: Of course. I, you know. Ah. I love writing. I just haven't been able to do it. I do for real, like have over five hundred songs written that I've written. And I just you get into this process of writing and getting oh, inspiration. Wow. So but I understand where you're coming from. Now, um were you, let me put it this way, when you, what what came first to you, writing songs or singing as a kid? Like, what did you know you wanted to do? Were you writing your own songs or were you listening to songs on the radio and you knew you could sing and you loved your voice or how did things come mm. to be for you?
1: I was a writer first okay. um, only because my mom made me journal a lot. Um, she made me journal quite a bit I, Think probably at like 12 or 13 um and i'm really thankful for her to do that um just because I, pro- I was really pro- an emotional child <laughs> so my mom's probably like here journal get it out <laughs> and then right. um but i al- always knew i could sing um though too but you know well, anybody who knows my story knows that none of my family knew i could sing until i was like 21 wow. um about you know when I got away from home, I guess it was kind of like all these emotions and all these things kind of bottled up inside. And then um, when I moved to Portland, it was just like, like everything just came out, writing came out, um, my voice came out. Like it was a beautiful discovery. I know it was late, but it was right on time, you know?
0: Yeah, that's kind of cool. Now, with stuffing with the writing it and whatnot, did you always, let's say, from the beginning, have faith in your own songwriting abilities? Or did maybe producers try to lead you in a different direction to have other people write for you or try to do covers? Like, of course, as we know right now, that's so popular for people to do. But when you were doing it, what was what was that that was going on?
1: Yeah, well, I've been fortunate to um being around a lot of great friends in portland that just encouraged me encouraged my pen like um uh, the first band i was in it was called really it was called silky right and we had this song Mm -hmm. called um what did i write um in the mirror and i remember writing that song and i was like oh my god you guys does it sound crazy? Does it sound stupid? Is it, and the the cool thing about, you know, just the musicianship there is like everybody was super encouraging. And then a lot of producers that I've worked with in the past, they just encouraged me to really write. Um, I'm definitely not opposed to um, people writing material for me. Like uh, the project that I'm coming out next year, I'm actually working with the producers of June moon Mm -hmm. and they really wrote maybe 80 percent of this re- the, of this album that i'm doing with them next year which is fantastic it's amazing right. so that's like that's a first for me you know that's a very that's a first usually i write all my stuff um but i think this is the first time i was able to relate to the lyrics like i'm a i'm huge on lyrics and i have to feel everything um and being performance-based, I have to feel it. You know, I, I can't fake that. That's, that's just me. I can't, I can't,
0: right. so. Now, what people may not know in the past two years, you were touring with members of Heart, correct? He, yeah,
1: yep, yeah, yep. Yeah.
0: Now, explain yeah. how that happened for people that don't know, because I think that's so interesting, and I and it was a success in my opinion.
1: Yeah, it was crazy, like, uh, we had the amazing opportunity to open up for Heart at Hollywood Bowl. I think this was in 2015. And um, I was like, I have to meet one of the girls, you know, um, either Ann or Nancy. And then I made sure to, like, run up to them and be like, oh, my God, I love you guys. And, and um, I talked to Nancy. Oh, that's so crazy. I talked to Nancy, and I said... I would love for you to listen to this song that I wrote. And this was actually a mantra, which is crazy. Um, and I was like, I just want to get your, you know, your pen and just kind of help me. And she's like, sure, sure. And let's, let's like say that we're going to continue this talk. Like, let's, let's not say we're going to have lunch. It's like, let's actually do it. So I flew to LA and we just connected like right away. And then, um, she wanted to form a band, and I was like, oh, hell yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to turn that down. Um, so she um, enlisted Ryan Waters and I to be a part of a band that we created called Roadcase Royale, which was incredible. Um, so we did that for two years, and then Ryan now, he's actually out on the road with Hart now, So which is it's just super, super cool. Um, so I'm just really thankful for that aspect of the industry it's it was it's totally different like that's like serious rock and roll world um and it was different it was a learning experience for me and we wrote some amazing songs together put out a great great record so i'm super thankful for that
0: right now it's so interesting because like when we have these connections with the other artists and the one thing that goes through my mind when connecting with people or someone else is like Why did it take us so long to do? Because that connection is just there. Like, you feel that way, right?
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah. I guess it's just kind of pushing past the fear sometimes or, you know, whatever's blocking you, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, I'm just like, man, how come I didn't do that before, you know? Um, So, yeah, it, it, it could be that way sometimes, but you just kind of got to push past it. You have it's to push like, past it and try it. I've always been yeah. one to just jump and try.
0: And I think that's try great. Things. That's great that you that even if you have that little bit of fear, you know that you have to take the risk in order to get to it because it really is simple. No risk, no reward, you know?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean some it doesn't always pan out, <laughs> but yeah. I, I'd rather be the person that says that like I didn't have any like regrets, like, you know, I don't have to say what if. You know what I mean? Um, and I try not to live my life like that. Like, what if I, what if I just, no, nah, I, I, I'll try it. And if I do fail, it's all good. I tried, you know, I tried.
0: I understand that. And sometimes your success can sometimes allow you to take risk and you have to do it. You can't be yeah. scared all the time. You can't yeah. be set in something. I absolutely understand that. So what you're, what you're saying resonates so much and I, hopefully it resonates with our listeners as well. Yes. To take that chance don't be scared you know right um have your own mantra so to
1: okay speak. seriously i mean that that that's real you know what i'm saying I, I feel like that's you know the reason why i really made that song is because i i was going through my own and me pushing through every block that i feel like was given to me and it's still they're there i can push past it like I know reward is on the other side, whatever that may be for people. um, Whatever that may be, I know it's there. You know, I know it's attainable, whether it's happiness, whether it's to love myself a little bit more, you know, whether it's to take away this anxiety. I know that's there,
0: you know. Right. Now, for some people who may not. And of course, we have just discussed this before, but it's been a few years and now. People sometimes have selective memory or whatnot. We know that Uh, you hooked up with Prince. And how did that become to be in when? You know, he wasn't watching you on YouTube, was he? See?
1: Uh, (laughs) Ah, I, um, and (laughs) what is so crazy about, like, like life and, like, almost to the brink, basically, of, like, giving up on something is, like, I was really, in 2009, 2008, 2009, I just was ready to be done with it. Like, I was like, I tried the singing thing. This was cool. You know, I made a record. And then um, I was doing, I think it was some conference. And I remember seeing this woman. She just looked just so amazing. Like, she just was different. And it was Marva. And Marva had saw me, uh, I think, perform. And then I was working with the young man who was... Not, he was kind of representing me at the time. His name was Rick Cook. So Rick called me on the phone and he said, Liv, there's a singer and she's saying that um, the prince is looking for another background singer. I was like, what? No. Like, um,
0: <laughs> what's that? Why were you saying no? You think you're going <laughs> to sing Sugar Walls or something?
1: No. <laughs> no, no. I was more like, <laughs> I can't handle that gig. Like I'm just getting started. Like I'm, I'm up here just trying to sing my little embrace me songs and get through. Like I'm not even nowhere near advanced to, to, to even be on that level. And so they were like, well, no, you have a video out there. And I was like, all right. And I was like, well, just, you know, please don't send it. So I end up finding out they sent the video anyway. It was a YouTube clip. <laughs> and so it, like, three months it was like two or three months that went past and i was in arizona i believe doing a gig of my own and then i get this call and they're like um i'm kind of fast forwarding but i get this call and i'm in the actually i'm getting my hair done i'm in the chair getting a full-on weave and then (laughs) they're like prince is gonna call you from an unknown number (laughs) Uh and i just i couldn't i couldn't even I just couldn't even gather my emotions my feelings I was numb I was happy but I was like what these fools sent my video and like this is really happening like what you know and um he called and then he was like uh, live I was like yes <laughs> and he was like nice to meet you uh, do you want to go somewhere warm I'm thinking what <laughs> Like, what is going on? And at the time, I think he was in L.A., Mm -hmm. but he was, I think he didn't really know the schedule was going on, but I was supposed to go to L.A. Anyway, I went to Paisley Park, and my life changed. Like, I just, I couldn't believe it. I had, like, maybe 60 songs in front of me that I felt like I had to learn in, like, two days, and, like, I just was petrified. Like, I was like, oh, my God, I got to memorize these songs, and, like, it was just, it was such, it went by so fast, but when I got there and I finally met him mm-hmm. and he opened up the door and he met me at the, he met me at the door of Paisley Park, opened up the door for me, asked me if I was hungry. I was like, no, cause I don't want to touch anything. I do it like <laughs> I'm just here to like audition, like, and, um, he was just so peaceful. Everything about his energy was peaceful. Everything about his frequency was Just so incredible and I will remember that day because it was like he treated me like come on sis, You're my sister. Mm-hmm. I want you to relax. I want you to eat. Have you had dessert like all of those things like you yeah. making me feel like that yeah. and um And the rest is history like I, I saw I met Shelby at the, at the very front door she was there and Marva and I, we were all singing. I remember my first day was in the studio. How intimidating. Um, hmm. but it was easy. It was it was easy. I felt like <clears throat> I belonged. I felt like, okay, you got accepted into the university, girl. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just it was I miss him like crazy and uh I'm, I'm thankful for everything that he taught me, everything, yeah. yeah. you know, every little thing I'm reminded every day.
0: We all so, do and I, Yeah. Like I find it funny too. And I, I try to do this when I, when I have people inside my place, because that's what he does. Like right when you walk in somewhere, he's like, you need to eat. want something to eat. And I never, yes. I never could eat in front of him, even though like I was, just, <laughs> he would have a salad We'd yeah have, uh, have some pita <laughs> and then some soup sometimes but yes like, yes oh man i'm good and i would try to get like a little something like the country inn or whatever before i would head on over like mm-hmm. so i wouldn't be hungry i didn't want to eat in front of him but sometimes i would be right. out in the studio in la and then he's offering you food like they're about to order from someplace and you're like no oh, i'm good but yeah he would always do that like he wanted to feed you
1: <laughs> he exactly exactly and I, th- that that just it's a testament just to him wanting to make you feel comfortable. Like as yeah. it, it, comfortable as you can be, you know what I mean? And um I just I felt welcome. Right then and there I knew like, okay, uh-huh. you're good, you're good.
0: Even with you know intimidation, even with knowing the sixty songs or having to know it. There was just a sense of comfortableness. And we know that, you know, he would push us to our limits in some ways to where we didn't think we could do it. And he's asking. Absolutely. Much, and you'd want to shake your fist at him when he wasn't looking, <laughs> but you would get it done. And he just look yeah. at you like, told
1: you. Exactly. Exactly. I remember that, the the next rehearsal we had, because this was before, I think he did the three nights at Nokia theater. Right. Cause I think that was mm-hmm. like my first big gig, or wow. first big show. It was, It was like piano, right? It was the like show NPG and the piano, like the jazz and then the rock jazz is the last one, yeah. Three shows in one night, right? Yeah. And then um we were rehearsing for that thing. And let me tell you, i was we were downstairs rehearsing, and I think we were singing the slime family stone song, and I was still in my little shy stage, like kind of like giving enough, you know. Right. And then he must have cut a look to Marva Kind of like Alright like You done brought this girl And now she ain't really doing nothing <laughs> She's not really even Like singing hard you know right. And so he kind of walks away And then Marva's like She looked at me like girl you better sing out Like don't Don't do this <laughs> Don't do this to me So I sang out really loud And then he just kind of stopped and he turned around and, you know, that little walk that he does, you know, mm-hmm. picked up his guitar and he was kind of like, well, there she is. And I was like, yes, I still have my job. Thank God. Because he clearly was like, I can find somebody else to, you know, I could find somebody else quick. And I was like, well, you'll never have to tell me that again, ever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> the intimidation factor and whatnot, and you're trying to stay in your lane. He's like. What are you doing? You're you're going exactly. thirty five in a sixty-five. I need you to speed up, honey. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, you know,
0: We all miss that dude. And like I said, yeah. It could frustrate us at times, but man, he he made us see things in ourselves that we didn't know were were even possible. You know? Say
1: that. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And
0: still, we feel it to this day. And um, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't deal with the grief of his passing too well. I felt like I had to do these shows, do these interviews, mm-hmm. and now I just come with this realization: stop putting this pressure on myself. Like I keep feel I keep feeling like I was letting him down. But the thing mm-hmm. is, just to try to go on that path and mm-hmm. not worry about what everyone else is doing and do you, and that's exactly. Yeah, you can honor him, and I don't want any more infighting. The fans, other people, he all he absolutely. practiced love for another, and we need to do that love absolutely one another. Yep, that that's the key. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> absolutely, I agree. I mean, one hundred percent, I agree with you one hundred percent. Because you know, it could be it could be ugly, and I try not to get into any of the politics of that at all. You know, I think right. one. One thing has been kind of um, resonating with me for a long time um, that he said to me, and I'll never forget that. Um, he said, "Live, don't make a negative song. Hmm. I tripped me out when he said that. You know, there's a song that I had. It was called Facade, and I let him hear it. And it was just kind of, you know, I was kind of going off on, uh, I don't know, a, a guy or, or I don't know if it was a guy or... No, just people who are, you know, just to be fronting and they put on these facades and they're, you know, it was kind of heavy. And then he goes, Liv, don't, don't, don't make an angry song. Don't leave that negativity out. That's not you. You're not negative. And I just, I really had to think about that for a minute, you know, because sometimes as writers, you know, you want to be able to tell the truth and what you're feeling and stuff like that. Um, I can say what I need to say, but without malice you know what i'm saying right. like being clever with my words and stuff but it was interesting and that that's been sitting with me a lot you know because i mm-hmm. think the energies and the frequencies that we put out now in these times are so important um yes it's just really it's really important you know what i mean and the language that you that you put that out in right. um for people to get and just like whatever's happening you know in this love for one another situation, I think it's just the frequencies that people put out, you know, and I, I I don't like the negativity and I, I can't roll with it at all.
0: It's tough. Sometimes it's tough. It's going on Mm -hmm. and with social media and, you know, I Mm -hmm. try to be very, how do I put it? Interacting with people, whether it's liking their stuff or whatnot, but if it comes with the slant, I'm not going to like it. You know, I'm choosing, Not to bring that into my place. And even the political post, it's just, it's too much now. And then everything is just negative. I used to watch the Daily Show and Colbert Report all the time. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. can't do it anymore. Because even though it's somewhat funny, it's negative. I used to have the news on all the time. I can't do it anymore. I can't bring that negative energy into my place. I feel so much better now. And it's just, we have to practice self-care. Because these things we're letting into ourselves as great as the internet can be, as great as social media can be reaching out to people at the same time, there's a negative force in there that you cannot let affect you. Just like when he's telling you don't write a negative song, you can't let that negative energy in. And it can be hard sometimes, you know?
1: Absolutely. I mean, the thing is, what's key is like, um, you know, it is important to bring awareness. Right. And it is, it is important for you know people to understand the way of the world right but as far as bringing down another individual nah i i i think i think for me i i i can't do it i i i can't right. you know i i can think of ways to um to write about as far as like you know combating that energy with more love you know what i mean and i think he knew that just because the kind of person that i am like i'm a i'm a sensitive soul too (laughs) he's probably like oh liv is just a sensitive soul um because i do wear my heart on my sleeve too as well so yeah um but people should also be woke you know i'm i'm definitely not trying to say like don't educate yourself for what's going on right now, because it's it's crazy what's going on right now, you know, but just try not to let the negativity in. Don't Absolutely. let it consume you. That's the thing. Even
0: with people in your inner circle or whatnot that mm-hmm. may have now become negative, and you don't want to eliminate that, you have to do it. Because although you may have been in that place of them for a while, it's no longer there. And they may mm-hmm. be talking stuff about you behind your back that you never even Just let it go as hard as it is, as much as it hurts, because the positive energy and the negative energy, it's letting you know what's up. And I know that you've had stuff like that. You've had to let things go and let them be and it hurt. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With you. Without question. You know, we don't need to get into that too much. It's just that it had to happen and you're in a more positive place. You always get on those memories that they're good, but you're here and that's where you need to be.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Now, what was, how do I put it? What was your, this is tough. You probably have to name a few. Like, what was like, how do I put it? Probably not the late H, H, Fallon, but what was like a, a funny, interesting moment aside from who may have, may or may not have been that cameraman? What was something else that, because we know that <laughs> Prince was. The ultimate joker. We, we got an answer about that cameraman thing, but I'm not going to put you on the spot of it. We okay. not, I put Adrian and Marcus on it. But that is so funny because I look at the video now more and more and you know who it is. I mean, that's just like wrestling prank. Like, he's the freaking cameraman. Like People have to know what we're talking about. Like, right, right. what is something else that like he did and you're like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. <laughs>
1: no it's 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 the magic basically that's the magic situation like i like the fact that it's kind of like what what like are you there are you not there like what like i can see why you're having to watch that like um
0: it's hilarious
1: a lot (laughs) oh my
0: god (laughs) They have to know. I mean, because I would hear stuff like him, like it's six o'clock, seven o'clock in the morning, hanging out by the beach, Marina Del Rey here, Malibu. Uh-huh. And then it would be him and Rashida and uh, Julia, DJ Rashida, Julia Ramadan, assistant, former manager. They're just hanging out. They're taking photos of each other. And then Prince just decides, I bet if I go inside that Starbucks and start taking photos, no one will know it's me. And they're just going to look at me like I'm some just crazy dude. And that's what he would do. He would walk into Starbucks taking photos of people. And they're just looking at him like, that, that, that can't be who I think it is. It's 7 o'clock. Is it morning. really? No. I mean, right. He, he would do stuff like that all the time. Like Absolutely. I loved his Absolutely. sense of I mean, he, he was your... And he would be your cameraman, as we know. And he'd be so many other things, like your guitarist, all these other things that he would do. Like, he really did support you as much as you would push you, he did support you and whatever you need to oh, do.
1: I mean that's the thing. Like I, I the support is like unmatched. It's it's kind of like uh, I don't even how to explain this without going like too deep. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like I have a responsibility in my way, my personal way to be able to make it independently on my own, mm-hmm. right? It was more so like, Liv, you got this. You would always say, own your music, own your stuff. Like, basically, what do you need me for? Mm-hmm. You know, you're good, you know? And um, <coughs> I guess the it's kind of like um, it was hard to release, right? It was just really hard to release the fact of a him being gone, and releasing the energy of of always feeling like he had to be there. I always had to call. I always had to get an answer. I always had to be like, "Look, what do you think? What do you you know?" It was more like trusting yourself, trusting your gift, trust, right? Because I believe that much in what you have. You're good, girl. You're good. You know, and so with his support in that way, like thinking about where I started in 2009 all the way up to when you see those Jimmy Fallon shows and when you see the David Letterman shows, like Mm -hmm. it was really a process. Like he really supported me through that process. Like Prince knew I never sang with any background singers. He knew I'd never been in no big shows like that before. But Not even not even with me, but with everybody else, which I think is so dope is that he pushed everybody to Gain the knowledge right Right. be professional Get the knowledge about the business get the knowledge about knowing yourself and then you know what you're good you know what I mean like Now you can do this on your own. You don't need me (laughs) You know and what are you gonna do with that? basically, um Because even if you never, sometimes I wouldn't hear from him for a while and then he would send an email and he would check back in, like, what's going on and I'll send you some music and I'd be like, you know, it's just kind of like like a fatherly love or brotherly love, you know, that he was always checking up and always checking in. And I am so grateful for that support that he always gave. Like, I feel like, you know, this song for me and to be able to complete it on my own, fully on my own. Right. Is um, I don't know I, it, it It means a lot to me And I, I don't want it to feel like it's a, Like he's carrying it But it's definitely dedicated In my own personal way of like Boss man, check it out Sis did it <laughs> She did the video, she got it She did the song, she got like everything That I, I wanted in my mind um, It happened You know it, it it happened. I worked with an amazing director team. Like she's been super supportive, and mm-hmm. she's incredible film director. And I'm just I'm just thankful. And this is, you know, my way of being like I I did it, man. I did it, and thank you for everything.
0: You know. Amen. Now yeah, <laughs> you touched on it a little bit earlier, where there was a point where you just felt like giving up. You tried the scene and stuff, and it wasn't working out. Now, what would have Olivia Warfield have done if you weren't gonna do the music? What were you oh my God, there?
1: that's such a great question. You no. Know? Um. Uh, before I was kind of doing social work when I was at Portland State, so I probably would have been doing that. Huh. Um, I definitely would have been working with kids. Hmm. Um kids with ADD, ADHD. Um, I was doing some research at the university for that. So I probably would have gone in that direction, possibly. Yeah, possibly. Right.
0: I like probably. that. Probably. <laughs> I like that, but I'm glad you're on the journey that you are. I love kids and they are a future and just so yes. much there and just wanting to take care of them and wanting to make sure that they don't have to see the things that we went through and hoping that, you know, the things on social media aren't affecting them and all these other things that are just happening. I mean, bullying is so much easier nowadays and it sucks and it's just, there's no discipline. There's no discipline on the parents that allow it or on the kids that are doing it. And that needs to stop because we need these kids to be happy and be in a good place and be in a positive place and not hurt. And knowing that they hurt hurts me and I know it hurts you, especially with someone that, you know, wanted to do something in social you know?
1: Oh, absolutely. I I think I'm just, I'm more worried about the state of mind of people, like just the mind, like the encouraging, like there's, there's so many people, there's so many young kids out here with anxiety, so many young kids out here that are depressed, depression, um, and, you know, they have and social media isn't a bad thing, but I feel like they look to that for the cure, you know, and, um, you know, it's, it's just it, it's important to kind of right. basically be there for them, you know, and just to kind of right. it's just basically communicating. We've lost kind of track on how to communicate as human beings to be able right. to talk to each other, you know, and like we're doing right now, talking exactly. to each other.
0: What you need is to talk. Talking is better. Texting and yeah. trying to do stuff, it's its a sometimes a simple way out. You got to have the emotion behind a of voice or more so in person. And what I would say yeah, so. to any young people listening right now, by any chance that fall upon this, if you're feeling a certain way, get some help. But what I'd like you to do is pick up a pen and paper and start writing. Because I started say that. writing when I was 11 years old. And there was some sad stuff in there, but I had to get it out. And you know what? Some of my best songs have been in the past two years. It may not have been when I was eleven years old, but I had a person that was really inspiring me a lot. And I look back in these songs and I go, damn. And live yeah. on you look at them next time you're in LA and see what we can do with it. But Yeah, I
1: definitely will. Mm-hmm. And
0: just these kids are our future. Get this out. Put down your phone. Don't go on Twitter. Don't look at that. Write stuff down and it could be very therapeutic to you and you could have a talent they even realize that you had, whether it's writing or drawing or whatever, but look inside yourself. Don't look for redemption on social media or other places because, you know, use, use social media. Don't let use, don't let social media use you. Just like what Prince Mm -hmm. said, use the internet. Don't let the internet use you. That's what you need to do right now. Now, I did mention, you did mention before we got on the air that you have something coming up in L.A. What's going on in L.A.? Aside from looking at my songs.
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, I'll be coming to L.A. to do um, a little bit of press stuff. Um, Don't get me uh, saying the wrong radio, but I think it's KTLA. I'll be doing some stuff there. I'm going to be going to the Recording Academy to kind of talk about um mantra and um, you know what the song meant and just kind of the whole of the writing process and the, pro- the process that went into actually creating this this song um, so, yeah, I'm I'm excited to go back to L.A. And I'm just kind of jumping around like we did the no breaks tour, um, <laughs> which was um, like a week's worth of shows. But every day we had a show. We were flying the same day and then like literally doing these shows. And it was fantastic. We did Paris, Luxembourg, Belgium, right. um, Spain. It was incredible. I miss that. Um, So, yeah, I just, I've I've been really grinding and I'm just in a really good place to do that right now. You know, like I said before, I just, um, when I was talking to you earlier, I just was kind of stuck. And I think we kind of talked about that even like maybe a year ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just still, I'm always trying to find my way, but I was really stuck. And, um, I think this song really helped me to get out of that, um, it, helped, it really helped me to get out of it. It did. Right. It
0: really did. And when you're on KTLA, I will make sure to watch it since I don't usually watch the news anymore. I'll make sure to watch it that day for sure and tune in and tell everyone else. And just like what yes. I told you. Definitely. And just what I told you a few years ago. No matter what was going on, if you need my help, contact mm-hmm. me. I got you. I'm Thank loyal, you. Liv. No matter what you're going through, I got you. If Thank you, love. You, if you need bail money, give me a call. I'll, I'll find a way to make it happen. But I got Thank you. Thank you. You know, now Thank you. let's talk about something. You're welcome. Something that probably has, as delicious as it is, has probably made us gain a few pounds that we didn't need. But let's oh my talk about God. Vanessa's... Honey, uh,
1: I already know what you're going to say. That cheesecake funk, baby. Cheesecake funk. Yeah. get her on here. Now. Lord. Oh my God, Vanessa, 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 this cheesecake funk is everything. And like, I've been like hitting up Vanessa being like, I need you to ship me like two cheesecakes <laughs> and she does ship them too. Um, oh my God. I was feeding one actually three or four slices. As soon as I got off tour, like I'm just really really happy for her like it's in crave it's in all these craves in minnesota um she might be opening up a bakery not might she's going to be opening up a bakery very soon um yes girl you talk about leaping and jumping for what you want she quit her job and it is like full time and let me tell you here's the thing and we talked about this before like when you sincerely believe in something that you want you know, and the when I'm telling you the universe conspires to help you get that, I'm so inspired by, by Vanessa. Because I, I've seen her work this and let people have her cheesecakes and I've, I've just seen this whole, like, passion of hers grow for, like, over the past four years. And, like,
0: right.
1: you know, I think people have had the cheesecake in the celebration. It's kind of like, everybody's like, we want the cheesecake funk. And I'm and it's mm-hmm. delicious! Oh my god! So yeah, we're gonna keep is. talking about this, and I'm gonna call her and I'm gonna put an order in. Like, but I'm super proud of her. I really am. She she deserves that. everything.
0: I'd be hearing about the you know making the cheesecake for y'all friends and stuff. Ooh, and then honey. she dropped by our hotel room and dropped off like a strawberry cheesecake, and uh, me oh and the lady uh, we had a food coma. We should have worked up an appetite beforehand, but. Got a little bit of that cheesecake funk, and
1: yes, honey,
0: yeah, them
1: cheesecake kind of just be, wow, <laughs> just like they just come like, oh, like they just need a song. So somebody out there, make this cheesecake funk song. We need some songs. We need some cheesecake funk songs. That's what we need. There we I mean, <laughs> we need a lot of those. They came up with like a
0: theme. Song oh my god, Speakhouse she stuff, so needs a theme. <laughs> maybe they can come up with one for that. Cheese yes. funk theme. Yes. You know, if you're talking about dropping by the hotel room, going to Crave, got to be brave, other stuff like that, we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. You know? Exactly.
0: Bring it on. Bring yes. on the
1: cheesecake
0: yes. funk.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Vanessa, that's free promotion for y'all. You don't, you don't got to worry about paying <laughs> or anything. Same with Princeology later. But yes. Um, <laughs> now in closing where do you see yourself like in five years what you want to be doing not really in closing but i just want to touch on that
1: sure um i just see myself writing more i see myself producing um i would love to produce songs for other artists um to write for other artists um i would love to do broadway i'm actually about to be doing a dinner theater in chicago um, it'd be kind of like my first Broadway experience. So I'm actually gonna be, I play Madame Zanzani, um for the circus. Actually, it's gonna mm. be pretty, pretty freaking cool. Um, so yeah, I, I, I want to play arenas. <laughs> I know that is like, it's not like a, you know. I see myself doing that. If I don't speak that into existence, I don't know what. I don't know what to tell you. But right. I want to play with my band. I I just, I want to play music. I want to play live. That's, that's all I really want to do. Like, I'm, I'm actually going to be doing a live, um, album, hopefully with the Apollo theater. I've been in contact with them. So that will probably be in February and March. So, um, that's definitely happening live at one of those places.
0: So, so yeah,
1: it's, it's, it's a lot going on, but as long as I'm making music, honey, that's all. As long as I'm happy and I'm making music. And it's a
0: good thing. I look at yeah. it as evolving. That's why I say what you want to do. this
1: Evolving. Yes.
0: Yes. I don't think that, you know, I think you have to challenge yourself. And it's like, I just want to be better than I was five years ago. And I am better yes. than I was five years ago.
1: Now. Yes. Say that. i
0: now. And speaking into existence, because that's what I've been kind of doing lately with stuff. And it really does work. You, you can't right. ask for it once, though. You got to keep at it and keep at it and push. When people give you a different answer that you don't want to hear, you got to keep getting it till you get it. That's all I can say. But it's, it's it's
1: truth. Like I I know it sounds like it's so simple and people are like, yeah, right. It's really, there's power in that, you know, again, like I've seen it in Vanessa from cheesecake. I've seen it. I've seen her speak, speak into existence. Like, all of the stuff that she wants and she's she's just it's coming out and it's laying out in front of her you know and even the stuff that i've been speaking to existence the past year it has been laying itself out in front not without challenges of course right but you have to kind of you have to stay the course you have to believe it and you have to stay the course you know
0: challenges sometimes lead to change and change say that yep and it's unfortunate. Sometimes it's tough challenges or tough lessons that you have to learn. But in mm-hmm. all honesty, if you can grow from it and learn from it and make sure not to repeat the same mistakes, you'll be a better person. And then that five-year process of wanting to be a better person in five years if further in five years will actually maybe come quicker than that time. And it may not take that long. But you have to True. be in a positive place. And that's what I want to surround myself with. And yes. that's where it comes from. You know, uh, just with everything, you got to let these things and use these tools. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, yeah. You want a team that wants to have success with you, not look at you and go, oh, I could be doing that. You want to have that. And that's what I want. I want someone who wants it just as bad as I do. It may not be the same thing, but we're all trying right. to get on the same page and get there together. Not right. Oh, he's doing it. I'm not doing it. I need to worry about it. And I'll and I'll say that that I would worry about things like that, and mm-hmm. that wasn't right. And I was bringing negative energy into myself and getting karma back at me. And you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You gotta want you success for everyone and for yourself. Yes. And you know what? When you start seeing that, it's gonna happen. You know. True. You gotta True. Bring I mean, that,
1: but that's the hardest. That's the hardest thing to learn, though. I mean, I mean, honestly, if you can just be, start being honest with yourself, Mm -hmm. like seriously, nine times out of 10, we're just not honest with ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And we just pass off some other shit, you know? And like, for me, I wasn't being honest with myself at all (laughs) until I was like, yep, you're that way. And yep, you can be like this. And, you know, until I started to kind of like pick Take apart all those things that I could probably start changing. That's when I started to see the change in me, you know, because people want to know real life stories. I want to know, like you ain't got to be perfect. Like I'm I'm not looking for the perfect in you. I'm I'm looking for you. You know what I mean? I know there's flaws, but I'd rather, I'd rather see you and be a friend and like watch you figure it out. You know what I mean? And then, and help each other and support each other. You know, that's key.
0: Absolutely. We can be so mm-hmm. blind to what's going on and what we're doing to affect others. And I will say yep. this, like I have been authentic, but I think even more so I'm more authentic than I was because you, can, mm. you can't believe your own hype. You can't believe mm. your own stuff, but you can't believe you're as bad as people think you are. But mm. again, you can't believe your own hype and you have to continue to work at it. No one, yep. no one cares about history. It's where you, what you're doing now, And what you're going to be doing in the future. And you can't think about that. Because people don't want that drama. They want to be in that positive place. If you're in that positive place. You're not going to attract that. So I love where you're at right now. I know that you've had some hard experiences. And looking at stuff like that. Has helped me. So I appreciate you. And I know that our listeners appreciate you. And there is constant growth. And constant change. And it's. Great to be because the person that Olivia was and Liv was in 2009, she's not the same person in 2019. But you still have love for that person because if it wasn't for her and what she had to go through, it didn't make you where you are right here, right now.
1: Absolutely. Without question.
0: Amen. Without question, yes. And on that note, is there anything you want to add? Like we gave love to Cheesecake Funk, giving love to Ryan Waters, to Hart everyone who else we forget love the prince of course
1: um (laughs) much love to the purple army and i also want to just give a big huge shout out to Matteo messina the guy who directed the orchestra for the song Mm -hmm. um i love his heart i love what he did i i love I, I'm just I'm thankful for him and thankful for teen, just everybody who's been a part of my process and everybody who has just supported everything that I've been doing. I really and truly appreciate it um, because the love matters and I see it and I thank you for all the messages of encouragement. So thank you. Right. And
0: thank you. And I just want to give a little bit of love, uh, not to our sponsors, but people I'm sponsoring because I feel you guys need it like cheesecake funk your party coming up october 26th in los angeles uh the bump squad chris g christina you guys are kicking butt at what you're doing prince army la grace nita krista all y'all kicking ass keep it up and also Funkatopia, chris much love to you man keep it going live thank you so much for joining us it is always a pleasure and i love that we got deep today and we had fun
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank,
0: thank, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Mama. Thank you.
0: All right, everyone. Much love. Till next time. Again, thank you for subscribing on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, wherever else. Much love. Till next time.
1: Keep it funky.